You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Right here on Cup of Joe Morning Show, something kind of new, I believe. I've been asking questions, you know, want your response. You're the star of the show. And I thought it was a pretty good question, something that you didn't think you were going to do that you ended up doing and hopefully liked it. (laughs) So, yes, Connie, what would that be? So we had an opportunity to go snorkeling. Whoa! And I never thought I would go snorkeling. There was a group activity we got to do on a vacation one time, and they took us to three different places, two of which were more easy kind of calmer water and the water was warmer and stuff but then they said the third place was going to be a little bit more challenging and I thought oh I'll just sit that one out I mean I I did have fun doing it at the at the calmer places and when it got to the point of where it was a little bit more turbulent a little colder water I thought I'll sit it out and he started to explain what we were going to see and he said there was a sunken boat down there that a reef you know a fish had been made a reef out of it and there was coral and stuff on it and everything and i thought "Eh, i don't need to do that but then it suddenly popped into my head you're here this is your opportunity you're going to kick yourself later if you don't do it so i got in the water it was a little shocking to get in (laughs) because it was colder but once i got used to it I was amazed because the water was clear, so you could look down the side of this boat and see all these big, big fish down below, and like the smaller ones were there too, kind of mingling in. So I was really glad when I got back to the boat. I was, I was like, yep, I'm glad I did that. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. You know, Kane, the band, that's a brother and two sisters team. And just to see how gifted they are, you can check out their latest, which I posted for you on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. They teamed up with Fender, you know, the guitar people and amps and all that stuff. Um, And uh, it's an acoustic performance of Come Forth. It really highlights their vocal talent they they really they really good they got a gift and you can check it out online and i posted the link because it's way too complicated for anybody to remember if i tell you post it on the cup of joe morning show facebook page so if you'd like me if we're friends then you can check it out it's pretty impressive but uh i i I just really want you to ask them a question for me about their outfits. I mean, is it is is or is it leopard spots or little hearts or what? I don't awesome. get it. A great way to start your day. Go ahead, make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. But there's probably something that you have done that you said that you never would do. Perhaps a ride at a theme park. You know, I mean, some things like that. That's that's the big question going out today on Cup of Joe Morning Show. Something that you said you wouldn't do or didn't think you were going to do, but you ended up doing it anyway, and it worked out okay. That's the main thing right there. And I've got Rose. Yes, what is it? I went um, skydiving. Really? I did. You asked me to do it again. No, I will never do it again. Why? What happened? Someone afraid of heights. I'm afraid of heights. 
but it was one of those things, you know, when you're younger, you're a deer devil, your friends steer you, and you do it. Wow. It is exciting. I don't think I'll do it again. Now that I'm older, I take less risks. <laughs> what is a f- going through your mind and body when you're standing at the door before you jump? Before you jump is, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up, do something. The Sound of Life. On a day when we're really concentrating on a storm that affects us. I love what Pastor said Sunday. He said, I was th- my thought was, oh man, I hope we don't have power. You know, if we, hope we don't lose power, I have to get up Sunday morning. I have to get out the camp stove and light it up and heat the water and all that, you know. And then he was... <laughs> I'm thinking like 90% of the world does every day if they have coffee. You know, he's just thinking, wow, I really have I really have first world problems, don't I, right? We get upset when the Keurig dial doesn't work quite right. And then it was it was ten ounces. I wanted eight ounces of coffee. You know, it's interesting the the things that kind of get us going right there. Uh really good facts, I think, can uh can be really cool. In 1981. A California doctor worked around the clock to save the life of a 3.2-pound premature baby boy. That was 1981. We've come a long way since then. That's, that's practically grown right there compared to, oh, it's incredible. However, 30 years later, that baby, which grew up to be a paramedic fireman, saved the life. Of that doctor when a semi-truck hit his car. Kind of makes the way you see the world a little bit different this morning, doesn't it? The sound of life. I got to bring up something because I got to bring up baseball because it's really cool, but it kind of transcends sports. And I saw it with my own eyes. You know, it was kind of neat there. And uh, it may make some Boston Red Sox fans or New York Mets fans a little upset at me. Because it has to do with the New York Yankees. But they brought up a player. I mean, how many times in history does a, a child, a, a young man growing up in a neighborhood in the Bronx? I mean, I know there's a lot of people there, so it's, you know, more than like Des Moines. But, you know, you got a greater chance. But still, and end up playing for the Major League Baseball team that plays in the Bronx. I mean, that is so wild. And if you looked at him, you would never guess that he was even athletic, probably. I mean, I mean I'm not going, believe me, I'm just going by what he looks like when he goes in the dugout after he hit his first major league home run. Now, prior to that, he'd get a hit and take off, you know, and obviously to say that he's pretty good ball player is like an understatement. You're, these guys that are playing on a major league team, are incredible. They their talent is off the charts. Son, you will never make that. And yet he did. It's pretty amazing. But his since he's in the Bronx, playing in the Bronx, his family's from the Bronx. They come to the game. And I think it's his mom and maybe his sister and his grandmother. I don't know. They're all lined up over there and they cry. Well when he hit his home run, <laughs> they were just bawling. And I thought, isn't that cool? His name is Andrew Velasquez, by the way. And uh, he, I mean, he is the epitome of the kid. He's got the smile, the looks, everything, you know. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those real refreshing things. If you get an opportunity, 
if they play again, I know they had to postpone a, a Sunday and they were off today anyway. So I don't know. I never know what the schedule is. Um, but uh, if, if you see him, he'll he'll be there. He'll be playing, and uh, maybe a while before they play in the Bronx again. But that man, there ain't nothing like seeing family over there. Just so excited. They don't care who sees them. They're just so unabashedly excited and cheering and crying and all that kind of stuff. You know, kind of like very first time you heard the the good news, right? Yeah. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. This is the adult part of our show right here. Afghanistan is in the news, of course. And probably this Sunday, if you were in church, you were probably praying for the Christians there. Because they face grave danger. Basically, for the last 20 years, it's been human intervention, mostly U.S. troops, that have kept uh, the enemy, the Taliban, from really hurting, harming, killing Christians. And now they're not there. And so uh, Open Doors Ministry is saying that for sure uh, that it's, uh, you know, it has always has been. Uh, Afghanistan is just a little bit less slightly oppressive than North Korea. That's kind of the, how they rank them. And so they basically were surviving day by day. And now they're going door to door searching for them. And we need to diligently pray for the vulnerable populations and ask that God will protect them from the suffering that will come and has come surely already. We should be praying for the spiritual provision. Uh, uh, minister and missionaries in that country. All righty. Um, every church leader who has emailed or texted has asked that we would pray for the Lord to strengthen them in their faith, that they would stay strong in the Lord, who is the sovereign king, as one pastor put it, because they know it's coming. But we must also pray for the fall of that the state will not lead to more extremism and terrorism. And there is another group that we need to pray for because Jesus tells us we need to pray for the Taliban. That's what he said. Um, But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. He knew that this day was going to come in days like it. So uh, it's not something that we would choose, but it is what Jesus has commanded us. And there are three specific ways that we can pray for those who would murder our Afghan brothers and sisters. First, pray for the conversion. I see them sort of like the Apostle Paul. He was righteous. He was doing God's work and killing the Christians. And it took a mighty act of God to convince him otherwise. And I pray that that's what will happen to the, the leaders Everybody under him, every person that's got that in mind, that that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, my duty, my, is to kill Christians, okay? So, um, one of the reasons that we don't pray for them probably is that we fear that they will actually be converted, you know? Um, But also pray that the Taliban will be restrained from doing evil, that they uh, may be, The Taliban may be the only effective way to restrain the death and suffering they cause. We should not rejoice in their suffering or death. All right. Uh, Also pray that the Taliban will receive divine justice. Now, in asking that divine justice be done, we should be careful to guard our motives. Praying for divine justice can be a way to circumvent our duty to love our enemy. While we must leave vengeance to God, we must not forget what is commanded of us. 
The Apostle Paul was explaining that to the church in his letter in the Romans, chapter 12 there about vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So in order, um, in the order of our prayers, asking for divine justice should be included as the last resort option, a plea for doing what is necessary for those who will neither turn to God nor turn away from doing evil. All right. So it'll be it'll be a wonderful thing for you to do for your family to do that. We should continue to be thankful for the grace of God that we want even the Taliban to receive his mercy. Wow. Pretty amazing there. So little adult part of Cup of Joe morning show there for you this morning. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe morning show. When you learn to knit, I would imagine you would knit small things, right? That's the thing. And then you go on to bigger things. Well, Catherine had the same thing happen. Student at University of California, Southern California, she, um, her cousin was teaching everybody in the family how to knit. And they started knitting these small doll-sized hats. All right? Meanwhile, <laughs> Catherine's sister was a volunteer at St. Gabriel Medical Center. Very important because they happened to visit the neonatal unit. Yes, the NICNU. And she learned that they were in need of hats for newborns. Very small. Ooh, kind of see a connection there, right? So the girls made a competition out of it. And by Christmas of 2014, they had knitted about 160 hats for the NICU at the Children's Hospital in Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, man. This kind of reinforces my thought that women should run the world. Uh, it grew. It started growing, this idea. And she formed, and she is the co-founder of a nonprofit organization aimed at supporting preemies and their families with knitted goods and other things. It's called Mad Hatter Knits. Remember that? Mad Hatter Knits. They now operate many chapters in the United States as well as Germany. Italy, England, Uganda, Costa Rica, South Africa, Ireland, Canada, India, Ecuador. Wow. It's a little bit overwhelming, they said now. Yeah, that's what happens when God takes over, right? Now, because of the pandemic, the corona, uh, they've been providing what the group calls maternal protection care kits. That's uh, gloves, disinfectant spray, mask, and they developed a newborn face shield, believe it or not with a detachable flip-up shield and comfortable memory foam headband. Sound like an advertising. It's really pretty cool. And uh, 20 students at the University of Southern California joined in. See how God does things, takes that idea, and it's so simple and stuff, and more people know. And it's about all the people that get connected and are doing something like that. It's very simple and making a huge difference where there is a need. Pretty cool. I bet you're going to do some of that today. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. Well, the towels are not there. My wife ordered them for my son. It says, she said, it says right there, delivered on the front porch. And put right there. They're not there. So now we're like going, somebody must have taken them. She said, they're gone. I can't find them. They're not anywhere. And they said they delivered them. So, you know, now you have to be like, I only got two neighbors. <laughs> There's only two people that go by there. We're like, you got to be kidding. So, you know, it kind of bothers. And we never had anything like that happen. So <clears throat> I just said, I really did. I said, well, Lord, you know, I mean, they know they took them. So they have to live with that. So if they need them, fine, they need them. There you go. Right. So my wife reordered them. 
I stopped by the post office yesterday, picked up a nice soft package along with the mail. I said, my wife gets home. I said, what's this? She said, that's the towels we ordered. I said, oh, really? So that's a relief. Now I know, you know, I mean, not only my son getting towels, I guess she tried to cancel the order. She said, eh, they already shipped it. I said, well, I guess we're getting some new towels. And the great thing is, I, I, my neighbors aren't thieves at all, so I still got great. To infinity yeah. and beyond. The sound of life. Very exciting day today because they're starting in Tokyo. And if you're thinking, dude, you're late. That's been done. No, 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 no. One of the most exciting, if not the most exciting, athletic competitions is happening. It's the 2020 Paralympics. Now, I said 2020 because that's the name of them. Okay, that's why I said that. But they, they're they getting underway, and actually, I'm going to give you, I'm going to share the link of paralympic.org slash Tokyo, whatever it is, and you can actually watch them on that. I guess the opening ceremony is at 7 right now. It's going on right now. Uh, there we go. <laughs> okay, and congratulations representing the United States as this year's flag bearers are Chuck Aoki and Melissa Stockwell. And, of course, athletes compete uh, and about two dozen events. Uh, they added badminton, which if you've ever seen badminton, I, I knew a friend in college that did badminton on that competitive level. Well, that's a whole different game than you play in your backyard. Uh, Taekwondo, is that how you pronounce it? The, there are two new sports that were featured this year. They are expected to be the biggest ever uh, Paralympic in history. About 4,500 athletes from almost every country. And, of course, this year for the very first time, boy, I get chills thinking about it, the athletes and the Paralympics from the United States will get the same amount as the regular Olympians do, according to you know the, what they win, I guess, something like that. But they get the same amount. Uh, and again, it's mostly spec. I mean, no spectators. Mostly, you know, there'll be a few because of the uh, protocols there. And uh, the full schedule of events, the opening ceremonies, which uh, are going on right now, Eastern Time, started a, a few minutes ago. And I'm going to post that uh, on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Just for you. Thought you might be interested in that. Waking up with a Cup of Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. You know, back to school is the 8th around here. September 8th. Wow. <laughs> People in the rest of the country be like, we already did our first quarter. <laughs> you know. But And since this is uh, the 24th of August, we got a little time, but I kind of want to know how you're doing about, you know, the back-to-school, preschool, pre-back-to-school, I don't know, whatever it is. Hey, Erin, how are you doing back-to-school stuff? Quite a bit, like, there's quite a bit I don't really want to think about right now. So a bit of it is me just putting it off until, like, oh, I guess we'll we'll get there when we get there. But I also, because I homeschool, I also bought all my curriculum already because I just had to submit reports to the school district to tell them what we're doing. So I needed all that stuff at least a month ago to look through it and stuff like that. So so I've already bought curriculum and we have, you know, anything else we need is already here at the house. So homeschooling makes back to school shopping a little simpler, I think. I guess so. So you guys don't need a new outfit, you know, to get everybody's picture taken before the first day of school. No, and I do take pictures, but usually not with new clothes, just things that maybe were my favorite from the summer or something like that. <laughs> okay, all right. I don't know. It's it's different. So <laughs> how does your classroom stack up, you know, to the others? Oh, I don't know. I think every homeschool family does it really differently. So last year I did do a little bit of like a classroom setup, but most of the time we just do our work in the kitchen. 
Ooh, the yeah. table there is bigger than anywhere else, so that works really well for us. So that means like if your children make your breakfast, uh, they get home at points? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds good to me. I'm always thinking yep. about that. Yeah, well, everything is homeschooling. So pretty much all the things we do toward <laughs> education. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. You know, nowadays, which is really neat. Remember going to the North Carolina Zoo for the first time 100 years ago. Natural Habitat Zoo. Most places are like that now. You look at the, uh, you know, the animals from inside a glass place and you're looking out at their natural habitat. The really cool ones are when you're outside and there's seemingly no barrier. Have you seen those? And and you're staying there with your kids and like looking at gorillas say, you know, African gorillas. All right? Okay. And um, you're like going wait a minute, there's no fence. <laughs> and you're like... Uh, isn't that interesting? I don't know if you've ever had that thought. Be be cool. Uh, well, actually, there's a big ravine that you just can't see. They hide it. Hopefully, it's big enough. But there is a zoo that has switched everything around. I wonder if people know that before they go, well, I guess so. Now it's out, right? Okay, so scaredy cats, beware. It's a, It's been labeled a reverse zoo. Yeah, you can get up close and personal with the king of the jungle, just not like you're used to. I mean, it's nothing to be scared of, actually. It's just that you're the one that's in the cage and not them. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know. They put the visitors inside plexiglass cages stationed in the center of the lion's lair. I don't know how they do it. but uh, So if you're a real enthusiast, you, get, uh, you have a pretty close-up encounter with your lions right there. Mm-hmm. There they go. So um, you're you're in this. And professional photography cage, uh, they, they give you 45 minutes. You can get in that thing. And, and it must be pretty amazing. I mean, you think about it. It's all clean place. The guy is just, just like you and the lions out there. So we'll never know whether to trust photographs or not. But permitted guests are encouraged to snap close-up range photos of the lion's as the massive carnivores try clawing through the enclosures and killing walls. Nah, I'm not, I'm not, nah. <laughs> Be a lot different, wouldn't it? Be a lot different. I don't think I'm ready for that. You're funny, all right. You're yeah. a scream. Mm. You ought to get a job on one of those excursion boats. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Maybe you're the one thinking about running away from home. Heard parents say that before. Yeah, that's how you know you're teenagers, right? That's when you decide, hey, I'm I'm packing a bag and I'm oh not so fast. Had a great talk yesterday with Lucille Williams. She's just a very gifted person. She's a very outspoken, gifted person, and she just happened to have a strong-willed child that is now grown and has her own strong-willed child. So she wrote the book with her child Monica. It's called The Impossible Kid. Now this is just freshly coming out. They're still looking at it and proofreading it, and, and it's just a little bit delayed, but it's just coming out. So I'm going to want to make some of those available to you, but that, that'll be, you know, not today. All right? But I wanted you to hear the way she answers questions, and I thought, wow, you know, got to help you out here. Uh, for one of them, and in the book, Lucille talks about the need to embrace your children for who they are, not fight it. 
The question is, what do you do when you don't like the decisions that they are making, Lucille? Oh, man. You know what? My kids always made decisions we didn't like, but you just kind of had to sit back and go, all right, you know, we're just going to go with this. Like our youngest, we, we all played sports in our family. And um, so my husband and I put our youngest in T-ball. And my husband and I were the coaches. And so we'd be out on the field on game day coaching all the kids. And our youngest, who was on the team, would take off his cleats and go lay down in the dugout. And he would announce, I'm tired. <laughs> and he'd take off his cleats and lay, lay in the dugout. And we'd be out there with all the other kids. And you'd be like, we can't do anything because we're with the other kids. We can't go address our kid who was laying in the dugout. Well, you know, we figured out he wasn't into sports. And that's okay. We ended up putting him in dancing. And actually, he kept begging us to put him in dancing. So we did. And he turned into a hip-hop dancer. But he was just—he was just different. He was different than my other kids, and we just had to go with it. We had to let him be who he was, you know. And and so we learned to embrace that in him. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Well, people are uh, mourning and remembering the loss of the Rolling Stones drummer. I mean, he—they've been around for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the 60s, right? And an active group. And he was a well-known, well-liked person. People all over the place. I were saying I didn't realize he how sick he was. He's 80. Um, and uh, so he, he passed away, I guess, yesterday. But here's somebody that's still around that we want to keep around. It's a drummer. And he's a really cool guy. Ariel is a drummer for the group Unspoken. And I know you're keeping him in his prayers, or you will if you knew. He, he had COVID. Well, he still got it. But, I mean, he had it. He was doing better. And then all of a sudden he took a turn. And people were very concerned about him, of course, and had to go to the hospital. So the band posted, most of you know him as our drummer. He's so much more than that to us. He's a loving father and husband, wonderful friend and business partner. We love him so much. Please join us in prayer for total healing and peace. Amen. Uh, so according to a news release that was within the last couple of days, uh, John Lowry of uh, Unspoken, uh, an update on Ariel saying his oxygen levels are better today. Thanks for your prayers and please keep them up. Thank you. We love Unspoken, man. You know, so we're praying for you. We're praying for God's peace over you as well, too, guys. Amen. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Put some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The Sound of Life. Uh, Big Daddy, we recently did a tweet. Imagine that. Uh, and it basically is something that you've heard before. And it says, simply forgive as the Lord forgave you. It's an interesting thing about forgiveness. Uh, interesting thing about all things that are godly. We tend to make them put a lot of humanity into it. In other words, see things the way we see something, right? Um, and, and we kind of take that forgiveness thing like, well, if, if they say they're sorry, then I'll forgive them, right? And then and, and that's kind of what you expect. If you, if you grovel and apologize and, to somebody else, you expect to be forgiven, right? Uh, God doesn't forgive you as you forgive others. He's already forgiven you, whether you know it or not. He did it on the cross. His blood entered us into a new covenant. That is it. All of them. He said, it is finished. There's a reason Jesus said that. 
basically what I like is to remember sometimes when things get a little squirrely. You know, you just have to say, think about it. Okay, now wait a minute. Did Jesus fix what Adam broke? Oh, yes, he did. Got that yes, right. Yes, he did, buddy. Yep. The Sound of Life. So I had the great opportunity to interview a woman who, as it turns out, is quite famous in some circles. Uh, her name is Lucille Williams. She's a national speaker, author, ministered to couples and families for more than 25 years. She's a pastor's wife. She'll be glad to talk to you about that. She said, I didn't marry a pastor, I'll tell you that. <laughs> anyway, uh, her uh, blog and resources are at her website, which is one of the cleverest web addresses I have ever seen. And it's simply called Lou Says. Isn't that cool? LouSays.com. That is it. She works alongside her husband and probably your kids at Palmcroft Church in Phoenix, Arizona, which I did have a good joke with her about that. But the reason I was talking to her was because of you, my friend. Now, uh, coming up, and my plan is uh, to give you an opportunity to win the book, which is called The Impossible Kid, Parenting a Strong-Willed Child with Love and Grace. She wrote it with Monica, her own impossible kid. Monica is Lucille's impossible kid, and Monica has her own. Okay, anyways, gets gets out there. But the thing is, my question, and listen to the answer from Lucille, was what advice do you have for the mom or dad that wants to do a good job as a parent but can't seem to get on the same page as their spouse? The advice I would give to a parent, if you are in the thick of it right now, if you've got that kid who you say go this way and they want to go the other way and they're just driving you crazy, just remember this is all going to pay off. Every parent, every parent out there, what you're doing matters. It matters in the long run. Everything you do with your child all the talks, all the ice creams, all the dinners, all the diapers, all the things you're doing to pour into your child, it is going to matter in the long run. While you're doing it, it doesn't feel like it's going to matter, but I promise you it's going to matter in the long run. And one day, like it says in Proverbs 31, her children rise up and bless her. And that's what happens. As they grow up, they just bless you more and more and more. So I would say stick with it. Don't give up. Find the fun in it and enjoy your children because it's going to be over so quickly. And that's so cliche because so many people say that. But once they're gone, you know, you just, you just think about how you can get them back. How, you know, when can they come over next? Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I'll tell you this right now, I guess some radio people, and I'm talking to you, Wally, in Nashville, do not try the milk crate challenge. Don't don't try that. Uh, and, and you would be irresponsible if you did. It is the latest way to get hurt is what it is. And we don't need anybody getting hurt. And it really can be dangerous. And it doesn't look like it is. In case you haven't known, it's a viral trend that started on TikTok. It's called the milk crate challenge. And it's making the rounds, man, I guess. really is because people are speaking out about it, including an orthopedic surgeon out of Mount Sinai in New York City. Um, but <laughs> one, one video showing somebody going up it, and um, it's a pyramid that you make out of milk crates, okay? A single-dimension pyramid, and the one in the middle is, from what I counted, seven milk crates high. That's high enough to really get injured. 
But the thing is, you don't realize, I'll tell you in a second, but this one video, it's got, he said, people doing this like they got the best health insurance or like, you know, you want to be laid up in the hospital with a back injury or something. You don't realize how hurt you can get until the instant that you start to fall. And the problem is that that one at the top, it's easy to get to the top. Oh, it's easy. <laughs> it's, you get right up there at least a step before the top. And then you get on the top and things get real shaky real fast. And the problem is that instead of going, oh, how am I going to land and make a jump out of it, you try real hard to keep your balance is what it is. And you can end up on your back going first and you, oh, boy. It's it's uh, if I post some of the videos, it'll it'll keep you from doing it. That's probably what it's going to take right there. Uh, it is it is dangerous, according to Dr. Sean Anthony in New York City. Um, you can get broken wrist, shoulder dislocations, ACL, meniscus tears. You can even get life threatening conditions like a spinal cord injury. This one man landed square on his back on top of one of those milk crates. So just trying to describe it. And like he said, emergency rooms across the country are already overcrowded. They don't need you coming in there with something that's silly. It really is something that you think you're going to be able to do. I think it's a classic case of something that's like, oh, this looks like it'll be fun and easy. Get a hold of some milk crates and do it. You know, let's see if we can do it. And um, and you don't realize you don't realize how how hurt you can get on this. So, uh, mom, don't let your kids do that. Think of something else. Think of something else real quick to do, and I guess we have to take the advice that Barney's always had for us on things like this. Nip it in the bud. That's it. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The sound of life. I was thinking about the Paralympics going on there, and I was trying to get a little update. Uh, I posted the link, uh, paralympic.org slash Tokyo thing on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Swimming and table tennis and wheelchair basketball and wheelchair fencing and wheelchair rugby, goal ball. I haven't seen that. Cycling and track and stuff. Um, I want to see the archer that uses his hands. To is phenomenal. Well, they're all phenomenal. It's just absolutely incredibly inspiring and phenomenal. Um, I like Jessica Lawn, the swimmer. You might have seen the commercial. It's really a pro-life commercial. I think it's advertising a truck, believe it or not. But it, it, you wouldn't know it. I mean, it's, it, it, it shows her swimming, and she's obviously has her uh, no legs from the knees down, I guess, or not somewhere in there. So she's obviously a para-Olympic. But at the same time, her mom's on the phone as she is considering adopting her. So it's really cool. And the person on the other end is saying, we need to tell you there's something wrong with your baby. The baby, the child, your baby's going to have to have her legs amputated from the knees down. So we would understand if you reconsidered the adoption. And the mom says, of course, no, no, not at all. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a challenge, but it'll be an exciting adventure. And her daughter looks up at her out of the swimming pool and says, thank you, Mom. It's really good. So um, it's really cool. She shared her inspiring journey from adoption onward uh, it's, uh, on the Today Show. But I'll, I'll post that for you on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Look for that. It's awesome. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Dutchess County Fair is going. That's a, that's a big fair. In the Northeast, really. And if you don't believe me, if you've never been there, go Friday and Saturday. 
<laughs> You'll find out. But this week it's been pretty busy with the summer-like weather. Summer weather, yeah. It's always fun, you know. What's your favorite food at the fair? Favorite food. And food's always preeminent because you smell it, right? And you, as soon as you hit the grounds of the fair. I mean, there's a lot of smells, but food is great. And uh, so, yes, kids, what's your favorite food? Honey, Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Oh. Uh, cotton candy. Cotton candy. Cotton candy. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline. Good morning. Who's this? So, hi. So, I'm Francesca Amato with Punish for Protecting Incorporated, and we're doing an amazing music festival on September 11th, 2021, at the Mass Stock Field, 35 Hampton Road, Marlboro, New York, all day from 10 to 10. So, it's a music festival, Free the Children, The Great Exodus, and we are going to have music all day, fun, all kinds of fun for the children, free ice cream. Ooh. You can get your ticket on Sound of Life Radio on the community calendar. You can go to Facebook and just put in Free the Children. You can call us at 845-309-7773 to get your tickets. And also, we are going to be discussing that very serious topic on how to protect our children from child trafficking. It will be very child-friendly, however. Wow. Do you have a tip by any chance right now? We need to be fully educated on where the children are coming from. So a lot of people think that if somebody stole the child from Walmart, and it's sad, and we need lots of prayer, America, because this is actually from a very sophisticated source, and it's actually coming through the court system and the legal system in many ways because they're not doing their due diligence in protecting children in the first place, and when children get moved around, they no longer have their godly parental influence to protect them, and anything happens at that point. So this is where we'll be, we'll be giving statistics and showing how this is actually happening to our children and how to better protect and preserve our homes. Check them out on Facebook, Free the Children. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Well, you know what's going on in Afghanistan? One of the really bad things that makes you cry is the fact that for 20 years, uh, women, girls, uh, have been in school and they've been given more opportunities. I was reading about a mayor that escaped in like the wheel well of a car. She's in her 20s. She's the mayor of a city. She's got to get out of there. They, they won't tolerate that. They don't tolerate girls being educated at all, which makes it pretty amazing that 10 girls from the Afghanistan girls robotics team have arrived safely. I can announce it now. They're in Qatar. And they flew out of Kabul. They, uh, boy, I tell you, 16 to 18-year-olds, they love robotics and engineering. That will not fly under the Taliban, and they got out of there. So now they're good. Ultimately, the girls rescued themselves, someone said. If it weren't for their hard work and courage to pursue an education, which brought them in contact with the world, they would be trapped. But I would be remiss if I didn't give credit to a woman of 11. She has 11 herself, and she loves the field, you know, the, the engineering field, and she loved them and she knew about them. And she wanted to get them out of there. And she thought, should I do this? She probably listened to Matthew West's song, Do It. She thought, if, any, if, if, no, I, if I don't do it, nobody else is going to do it. She said it was a very narrow window of opportunity. 
And I knew that if I didn't run through that door now, it's now or never. And sometimes you only get one chance. She worked for two weeks, night and day. Paperwork was tremendous. Imagine her trying to get She just kept on going at it. Going at it, going at it. And once she said, once we got them on the U.S. military side of the airport, they were protected. Canceled flights. Flights. She found out they were, they were on a flight. They were out of there. They were safe. We all rejoice with them. Yes. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. Man, I was reading about a man who he said he had that attitude. He said, I'm not going to end my life and go, what if? Of His last name, of all things, was Coward. Yeah, this is only a one-minute story, believe me. I mean, but it goes on and on. I posted the story on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Phenomenal on the day we're thinking about people escaping, right? It was in 1943. The Nazis sent British POW by the name of Charles Joseph Coward. They sent him to Auschwitz because he'd been a prisoner since 1940, and he was more trouble than he was worth. He escaped nine times so far, frequently sabotaging his work details. But at Auschwitz, he organized the biggest act of sabotage yet, smuggling hundreds of Jewish prisoners out of the camp right under the Nazis' nose. I'm so glad that's a ray of light that's coming out of such a really dark time and place. It's amazing. He spoke fluent German, you see. He was tasked with being the Red Cross liaison between England and roughly 1,200 British POWs that were at Auschwitz. Red Cross would relay his messages to England. They'd then use the intel to negotiate with Germany over the living conditions of the POWs. And this role allowed him to move somewhat freely around the camp and even to surrounding towns where he witnessed trainloads of Jewish prisoners heading into the extermination section of the camp. It wasn't long before he was smuggling Red Cross supplies intended for the British into the Jewish section. And not long after that, he devised a way to not only smuggle supplies in, but to smuggle Jewish prisoners out. I want to know how he... <laughs> There's got to be a movie of this, man. Come on, somebody's listening. I mean, this is unbelievable. Just coming out. You can learn more about Charles Joseph Coward. <sighs> he tricked the Nazis, and they deserve to be tricked. Saved some 400 Jews from the gas chambers. That's like a bi- biblical story right there. That's as exciting as any story in the Bible right there. It's pretty amazing. I posted on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page, and it shows you just how much we love stories about freedom, don't we? When people are given a way out, and God did that for you. He loves you so much. He said, I, I'm i going to do a new covenant with my son's blood. That is one of the most amazing things ever. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. One of the things that's in touch still is doing a gender reveal. Nowadays, they're kind of controversial because some of them have gone overboard. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you probably should have thought that one through before you ended up burning your yard down. But anyway, uh, one of the really cool things, especially if your husband plays golf. Now, it could be your wife playing golf, but she's the one that knows. 
if you're going to be a golfing family, right? So it's cool because they have these little golf balls. You say, well, hit the golf ball, you know, and your whole family's gathered around, and poof, it's either blue powder or pink powder. It's pretty cool, and that's what happened to me. He knew he was going to be a dad. Stefan, he teed up and hit the golf ball, and he saw blue powder explode into the air. Hey, I've got a son. And everybody's laughing and everything. And then Laura <clears throat> pulls another golf ball <laughs> I gotta let's see the look on his face. And he's of course he's confused and he's like, what what? Like that? And she goes, We're having twins. Woo! And now he's about to faint. And so he's just standing there motionless. And then somehow he, he go he kind of comes around to the earth and he hits the second golf ball and poof, big pink powder. Wow. And he immediately drops a club and just walks away. That's actually a pretty good reaction from a guy, I guess. And then moments later, an ecstatic Laura and Stephen embrace as they celebrate their news, proving that it just takes a man a little while, right? That's it, right? That's what I'm talking about. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You might as well get up do something. The Sound of Life. It's fair time. Northern Duchess Fair. That's a big one. A lot of people talk about that. Uh, and the traffic. You know, I get caught in that, so might as well talk about it. I was thinking about food, because you always smell stuff. What's your favorite <laughs> food at the fair, Bob? What well, is- these parts would call them elephant ears. Oh, really? I know out west they call them something different, but uh, (laughs) they're called elephant ears. I'm not familiar with that. I'm really not. Really? Yeah. Elephant ears? No. No. Is there a thing called panda paws? Uh, Yeah, I believe there is. Uh, I think it's either with powdered sugar or or with uh, cinnamon. Oh. My favorite's corn doll. Oh, oh, you're just playing with me. It's really a corn doll. A fair favorite. A fair fit. Well, see, you got to dip it in a brat. You got to dip the brat in the dough. It's not just a regular hot dog. It's it's a it's corn dog. It's uh, the uh, batter, but it's surrounded by and deep fried with a brat, like a like a sausage. It's okay. good. Now you made me hungry. Thanks. Well, hey, it's good for breakfast. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. We know what's in the news with country Afghanistan, all in the news. Been very impressed. The things that are coming out about how the advances of women, especially one in particular I wanted to share with you, Adela Roz is her name. Adela went to bed on August the 14th as Afghanistan's chief envoy to the United States. Woke up at her ambassador's resident in Washington, D.C. as a woman who was watching from her TV like everyone else did as the senior leaders of her government fled her home country. Um, She was one of the most powerful women in the Afghan government in the entire country. Passionate, shrewd, secretly educated 15-year-old when the Taliban was last driven from power. Um, Past 20 years, everything's been right to advance women's rights in Afghanistan. And the weight of the failure that she now feels bounces around in her throat, alternating as sobs and disgust. She was... uh, she spent her career trying to remind the world that Afghanistan's women's and gir- women and girls can be the bridge to an entire region's evolution. So it's very unfair judgment to say that the women of Afghanistan are just used to tyranny and brutality and darkness. If this was the end of the story and our inevitable reality, then why do we even struggle for 20 years? We did the right thing. Now we need to continue to do everything right. Hmm, this might be the close of a, ch- close of a chapter 
but it's not the end of our story. You know, she even named, uh, she was talking about the uh, queens that used to be in Afghanistan back in the day. She named two of her daughters after a couple of those queens. But she's hurting, very much so, like a lot of people are. Uh, it's a hurting time. She said, uh, it's beyond pain, beyond tragedy. I've lost trust in others. I mostly feel that I failed my daughters. Lord, I pray for uh, Adela and women and people like her for you to say to them, you did not fail them. You're not a failure. I, you're a child of mine. Come to Jesus for your peace. He will never fail you. May people like that going through the same thing that she's going realize that Jesus wants them. Come to me. He's not going to barge through the door, but he's knocking on the door. And he'll, he, he's the one that will never let you go and never fail you. And he will bring you a peace that will overcome all of this tragedy that's happening. And I pray that people like her know this and will see this during this time. In Jesus' name, all right? Okay, here we go. The sound of life. I know that the thing about moms, we joke about it, but it is true. Because moms with small children, especially, I mean, well, any children that are at home and you're taking care of those kids, you're kind of caught in the between a rock and a hard spot because when they're resting, you're supposed to rest. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. <laughs> you know, You're not going to be rested, so you don't get any me time. You're looking for an away place. Moms would be hiding places, you know. You think the bathroom's supposed to be, it's my me time, you know. Nah, it's over. You know, maybe the car. Eh, not in good weather, you know. So it's tough, but I got the spot for you. Yeah, it's right here. Cup of Joe Morning Show. Exclusive me time spot on Earth. It's Point Nemo, if you can get there. <laughs> it's great if you can get there. Point Nemo is the most remote position on the earth. It is a spot literally in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by more than a thousand miles of ocean in every direction. Doesn't that sound wonderful? It's so isolated, the closest humans are often the astronauts aboard the International Space Station. I just woke up. All right. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. Lena Abujamra has quite a ministry. She does a video every day. Kind of a devotional blog of one minute, you know, video blog, whatever you call it. And um, she also emails it out, her thoughts every day, the Bible verse. She has quite a speaking ministry. Her profession is a doctor. She's an emergency room doctor who works at, uh, and, and she's a pediatric specialist. She works at an emergency room at a hospital in Chicago. She's single, you know, living by herself and stuff. I remember those days. <laughs> you would think she's got it all together when I just said that. You know, oh, she's a doctor in an emergency room at a hospital in Chicago. She's single and all that. You know, you would think, man, she's got it together. You know she does. And she, she I mean, I'm sure she, for the most part, does, you know. But she said, and she admitted that and she said to be completely honest with you sometimes i feel broken even beyond repair it's amazing isn't it sometimes you wonder about people and you look and you think inside they're feeling broken maybe you're that way 
She said, no matter how well I've tried to live my life, I've made some decisions I live to regret, which is why reading Isaiah 61.3 makes me so happy. (laughs) Isaiah, the prophet of God, tells us that God makes beauty out of ashes. Wow! He specializes in redeeming what's broken and making the most of our messes. He's near to the brokenhearted. You see, when he was here on the earth, Jesus made a habit of healing broken people. That's what he did. He sought them out. He surrounded himself with those who were sick, and he said that. Well, if you're, if you're not sick, you don't need a doctor. Lena would certainly know about that. She said, I don't want to stay broken. My heart longs to remain near the, the one who can take my broken pieces, make something beautiful out of them. There's no brokenness too shattered for God's healing touch. So whether it's your past and your broken choices that fill you with shame or your present messes that keep you from hope, God promises to make something beautiful out of your brokenness if you'll let him. So turn it over to the Lord. Ask him to make something beautiful out of your broken pieces. Thanks, Lena. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. I think the funny story of the week had to be the gender reveal. And by the way, a very safe gender reveal is the golf ball thing. It doesn't matter if you play golf or not, although you have to have a club, but you could use anything because when you hit the golf ball, it's going to bust open. So it's not going to go anywhere. And it either goes blue powder or pink powder, right? So this couple did that. He's a golfer, you know, so it was perfect. And he, boom, blue powder everywhere. It was cool. Yay, all this. And so he's still, you know, yay. And his wife handed him another golf ball. <laughs> and and so you know what I'm going to say. And so the look on his face, just I mean, you know, there's nothing like the look of an expectant father. First time. And then realizing we're having more than one child. And sure enough, he put it down, boom, and then it was pink. And, you know, we're going to have twins and all that. So nothing like that look on a father's <laughs> face. Yes, good morning, Joe. I like a morning. Yes. Gender reveal and the surprise that the couple had, that the surprise the couple was having twins. We had a similar experience where our son and daughter went in for a routine visit just to hear the heartbeat. One heartbeat. That's all they were thinking. They they didn't know for sure. And and long story short, they didn't just hear one heartbeat. They heard three heartbeats. It was kind of like a a rhythm section going on inside Mama. <laughs> and so they were shocked because there was no history of twins on either side of the family. And voila, there you go. They have triplets. Oh boy. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Uh, the fair is going on. Yay! That's just county fair. I mentioned that, you know. Um, I guess the most popular fried food. I mean, fried chicken in the waffle cone would be one of my... My wife tells me that what I called... Um, what did I call it? It's really a waffle cone, right? It's some kind of fried bread with powdered sugar on it that's kind of the thing right there but i guess deep fried oreos <laughs> is, is one of the most popular foods what do you think what's your what's your favorite fair food right here cup of joe morning show yes what's your favorite fair you got a favorite fair food i do really <laughs> yes i like 
gyros. Explain that to a southern uh, guy. <laughs> to a, oh, to a southern guy. Oh, yeah, okay. It's Greek, and it's uh, sliced lamb in a pita with onions, tomatoes, and lettuce, and then it has a tzatziki sauce on it, which is a sour cream, uh, cucumber, garlic sauce that goes on top. Of wow. Wow. So good. That does sound good. So then, so let me get this straight. You go on the roller coaster, and then you have the gyro. Absolutely. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.